This is Gray Man Media Content. In 1997, over 3,000 people have claimed to see something in the skies of Phoenix, Arizona that simply can't be explained. Many people have tried to explain this event as weather balloons, military outposts, or even just paratroopers with rockets on their boots. But none of that to me is true. Today we're going to be talking about the Phoenix Lights incident. One type is about three feet tall, very dark. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. I'm glad all that was on tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't on audio, so they that can't hear even anything. God we're damn just, it. We're just reacting to nothing, basically. <sighs> Bullshit. <laughs> just silence. That's going to be at the end of the video. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I'm your host, John Motherfucking Wolf, Whoa. with my co host, Devin. Motherfucking gray! You're coming in real hot right now. Because it's a hot topic issue, baby! This is podcast world. We gotta be up here, not down here. You know what I mean? We gotta be on 11. I'm trying not to be up there, because that's where I hear the Phoenix lights were. And I'm trying to stay down here away from them. Surprisingly enough, the Phoenix lights were actually relatively close to the ground. Like, less than 30 miles off the ground. 30 miles is quite a bit. Three miles. Like, isn't it called the Mile High Club? It, that's 35,000 feet. What's the cruising altitude of a... 35,000 feet. <laughs> 30 miles is quite a bit. You're right. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's weird terrain, okay? This is the desert. I don't know how they measure that shit. It's probably the same. It's going up. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Up. Okay, so three miles above. Okay. All I know is the size of this aircraft mm. supposing that it is one solid aircraft mm. stretched the length of the entire state like wingspan they said that they could land like i watched it in the documentary last night i have notes but you know what the fucked up part is what's that those notes are on that phone <laughs> recording <laughs> i'm an idiot I watched a documentary last night about this. We're talking about the Phoenix Lights, by the way. <laughs> caught on to that sub part of the subject. It's, it's fantastic. So basically in 1997, um, close to 4th of July. You should put that to where it doesn't lock on you. Uh, that would be great, but it's dying. Um, so it's trying to save itself. I foresee that being an issue. The Phoenix Lights, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Uh Surprisingly enough, in March of 1997, uh, quite a few people saw this huge phenomenon okay. across Arizona, including the mayor and police departments across the state. So there's varied amounts of uh, hierarchy or whatever you want to call it of witnesses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, it, if it spanned the entire state, yeah, I would assume there's, like, everybody saw it, right? True, true. But this was during the time of 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. What does that mean? It hung aloft for quite a while, is what it means. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised that there was no jets scrambled. 
in an attempt to shoot it down. Yeah, that would be uh, that is an interesting thing. So about three in a space of about three hundred miles uh, from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson, there was two distinct events involved in the incident: a triangular formation of lights seen as like a, to pass over the entire state, just one big triangle with pods of lights through it, right? Okay. And then the other one, let me catch up to my area again. <laughs> The series of stationary lights seen in Phoenix, Arizona area, the United States Air Force identified a second group of lights as flares dropped by an A-10 warthog. Flares. Flares. Uh, that were training, doing training exercises uh, by Barry Goldwater Range in southwest Arizona. Witnesses claimed to have observed a huge carpenter square. What's that? Oh, one of the yeah, Freemasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. buddy. Oh shit! The aliens are Freemasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that tracks. Yeah, that does. tracks. It does. <laughs> it's just weird that they use that as a, as a descriptor. Well, maybe the people who described it were Freemasons. Why would you see this image and call it a carpenter square? I don't know, man. That just doesn't seem right. I know. Something concerning to say the least. I'll bet we're going to learn more. What do you know about the Phoenix Lights? I'm telling you. Because <laughs> I know nothing. So, Feist Steigman, the governor of Who? Arizona, governor of Arizona at the time, years later said he witnessed this incident, describing the object as otherworldly. The lights were reported to have reappeared in 2007 and 2008, but were attributed to military flares dropped by fighter aircraft at Luke Air Force Base. The flares attached to helium balloons released by a civilian, respectively. Those were two different causes that they said in 2007-2008. Which, again, bullshit. So what I think happened... We're going to kind of cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're getting right into it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There's no fucking around here. In 1997, mm. a mothership-sized aircraft. Oh, Lord almighty. <laughs> flew over Arizona, checking it out, right? Uh-huh. Looking for a new house, you know, oh, wanted yeah. to move west. Fifeful goes house. west. A new house. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Looking for a nice place to land. Big, open, empty desert. Uh, lots of little ants running around, you know, but other than that, no issues, right? Sigmund Freud. Yes. Now, in the video documents, because this thing hung in the air for like three hours. Yeah, 7 to what, 1030? 730? 7.30 to 10.30. 7.30. So, there was plenty of time for people to go grab their relatively shitty 1997 home video recorders. Yeah, really, really shitty, actually. Not good for nighttime. Or anything whatsoever. Daytime in the park works fine. Daytime in the park. Those work great. When the Kudo Archer takes aim, the result is perfect. When you aim the revolutionary Sanyozima camcorder with fuzzy logic, the result is also perfect. Perfect focus, perfect exposure. They were great. They were 1,500 pounds. You could film your whole family playing soccer. I just miss the days when, you know, that's the technology. I know. It was so nice to be able to have it on a cassette tape right there available to you at any given moment. As opposed to... And everywhere you went, there was a VCR that you could play the tape. Everywhere. It was literally everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Every school child had a VCR. You know what's really difficult? 
trying to pull up a video on this thing. I know you Next can never impossible. find it. You can never find it. You can't do search functions. The rewinding means you have to touch a little button. My least favorite thing is that instead of carrying around a 1500 pound cannon, that's definitely giving you brain cancer. Oh, it was not radioactive. Is uh is now this thing like it fits in your pocket and like it's just not the same man. It's just miss missing the nostalgia of it. It really is. <laughs> anyway, you know how hard it is to get this to show up on a TV. With back then, all you had to do is plug it in. Do you want to see something amazing? <laughs> Prove me wrong. Have you ever heard of screen share? Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It takes That's hours so to set easy. up. I could do it right this second. Prove it. Let's see how long it takes you. Hold on, let me find an image that's acceptable. Just remember, this is a 30-minute program. This is, this is, <laughs> let me just find an image that's acceptable. Absolutely any image would work. Look at this. Well, that was pretty fast. Yeah, it was pretty fast. What about it? video? Same thing? Yeah, I could do that. I could Look, my whole, my whole phone's there, bro. Look at that. That's, that's Apple. That's because you have an Apple computer. It's nice, isn't it? An Apple computer, you had to go buy another piece of technology I needed it anyway. to get it to work with your other piece of technology that you needed another piece of technology I can, for? I can do it with my... my uh, it's very convoluted. I can do that with my TV in my bedroom, and it's not an Apple TV. I don't have an Apple I, computer to it. I have a lot of problems trying to get my thing, to, my phone to stream on TV. It must be an Android thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, so you're out in the park, and you got this 1,500-pound cannon. Fucking Android. A couple hours later. Yep. The sun starts setting in Tucson, Arizona, and all of a sudden, this massive carpenter's triangle square. I was going to say, this might be fucked. <laughs> this thing just died on me. Go ahead, yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and like, it's, it's as big as the entire state. Now, Arizona's a large state. Oh, huge. That's a, that's a pretty sizable craft. I mean, it's not as big as Nevada. It's still a very large area of land. Yes. And you're telling me it's the size of the entire state. The wingspan. Damn near. Do we have a size estimate on this thing? I could pull up schematics. No, no, that's okay. Continue. Let's follow the story along because I like your notes so far. Though, okay. Dude. Thank you. Um, so about 6.55 p.m., a man reported seeing a V-shaped object above Henderson, Nevada. He said that it was about the size of a Boeing 747. Sounded like rushing wind and had six lights on the leading edge of the aircraft. The lights reportedly traversed northwest to southeast. Oh, interesting. Yes. Not a common direction. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you coming up with that? Well, when you think of going across Arizona, to me, in my mind, uh -huh. it's going from east to west. Why is that? Because I'm in the east. <laughs> it's a flyover. Most wet, most weather itself goes like what south, west to south, right? West to southeast. So like, there's so if it was a weather balloon, that's what I'm saying. If it was a weather balloon or a Boeing, it was bigger than a Boeing. For he sure, he said it was the size of a Boeing 747. From his perspective. Listen, I'm just going off your notes. I, I know mean, nothing this about was this. Massive. It I was know bigger than about a Boeing. This. It was bigger than a Boeing 747. My boy Henderson, or I don't understand this guy. I think he's making up some things. I'm sorry, that's Henderson. That's Henderson, Nir Nir Nevada. Nevada? Nirvana. Yes. Um, Henderson, Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New album coming out. Kirk Cobain from the Dead. Whoa. <laughs> <That'd be> dope. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, keep going. I, yeah, because I got I, I got a lot of things I, I want to say, but I want to I want to okay. give the notes a chance. And an unidentified former police officer from Paladin, Arizona. How is this man unidentified? He was a cop, and they protect their own family. <laughs> We're gonna need a seven second card. <laughs> ten second. Ten. ten second. Whatever. Get it, it correct. It gets lower every time I tell the story. In three seasons. <laughs> Five second card. Um, it, this officer is claimed to have been the next person to report the sighting after leaving his house at twenty fifteen hunt or twenty fifteen. Of course, he's going to use MST, uh, which is military standard. I got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. did that. Yeah. In case they didn't know. Anyway, as he was driving north, he allegedly saw a cluster of reddish or orange lights in the sky comprising of four lights together and a fifth light trailing them. Each of the individual lights in the formation appeared to the witness to consist of two separate points sources of orange light. So the light had like two points of light per light. So each light was actually just two lights. Right. But... Here's the thing. Mm. These lights were so fucking bright, Devin, yeah. that it could not be a normal aircraft light. Okay. Even the leading landing lights that you see on aircraft, like if you go out, like in tonight, you'll see probably plenty of planes trying to land to Louisville. I was going to go there tonight. You'll yeah. see their li- the leading landing lights. These were like a hundred times brighter than that. Mm. And quite a, so much more luminous that they would almost be counted as gigantic orange balls in the sky. Oh, he returned home and watched the lights through binoculars, which is probably why he was able to identify a little bit he more. He was probably blind. He could identify a little bit more. He was an officer, not a stormtrooper. All I'm trying to say is, is like if these things are as bright as you're trying to tell me and you look at that through a fucking binoculars, say goodbye to your retina. Probably. <laughs> until they, and he looked at them until they disappeared over the South Horizon. Now, Prescott Valley... Um, is another like area on this track. Now this is about 15 minutes Southwest. I think of the Henderson of Paladin Paladin. The lights were also reportedly seen in the areas of Prescott and Prescott Valley. It was approximately 2017 MST callers began reporting the object and was definitely solid. It was a definitely solid object because it blocked out much of the starry sky as it passed over, which is very interesting to see because even a Boeing 747 being a very large aircraft. No, when it's up there, it's not going to do that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So that means the mass of this was probably 30 times more than what it was. Pretty big. And now that I'm remembering exactly this documentary that I watched at 4 o'clock this morning. One of the uh, statistical analysts that has been studying this for almost 20 years now, 97, uh, been studying this for about 20 years now, said that the one wing of this V shape was so large they could land 47 uh, Boeings on that wing. Like tip to tip. Tip to tip. Which is huge. Yeah, pretty big. Yes, I mean... That's a big motherfucker right there. Absolutely. Uh, The National UFO Reporting Center received the following report from Prescott area. Quote, We observed five yellow white lights in a V formation moving slowly from northwest across the sky to the northeast, then turn almost due south and continue 
until out of sight. The point of the V was in direction of the movement. And the first three lights were in a fairly tight V, while two of the lights were further back along the lines of the V's legs. During the northwest to e- northeast transit, <clears throat> one of the trailing lights moved up and joined the three at the beginning, then dropped back to the trailing position. I estimate the three light V to occur about 0.5 degrees of sky or cover 0.5 degrees of the sky and a whole group of five lights to cover about one degree of the sky. Now that's a unit of measurement. I probably, I really don't understand, but I'm well, sure it, it's very specific about a percentage of the entire sky. Yeah. It, it probably has something to do with the <clears throat> fact that the earth is a globe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So maybe if it, you're talking about longitude, latitude, I mean, that's a quite a large span of space. I mean, yeah. To cover an entire degree. I would imagine, of course, I don't know, but I'm just guessing here. There's probably 360 degrees of those. Mm. Yeah. So to cover up one 360th of the sky is fairly large. Yes, extremely. Now, the interesting thing was in that statement that kind of gets lost in a lot of the research that people uh, I see. Like, so I can charge a little bit. Um, (laughs) It's struggling. Hold on. So sorry. Let me do that. Main line into the vein. Anyway, so it's very interesting because they always leave this part out. And that is that that one light, well, there's actually three more in the back that kind of trailed it. Mm -hmm. Um, That light in some videos, which have been dissected and put through like uh, different editing techniques to try and get a better, yeah, you know, get a better image. Because if you take something and you remove the contrast, you could probably, with from a really grainy video, you could probably get a better, clearer picture, okay. things like that. You know, there's different editing tricks that people have used to try to make it look like there was something there. Get a better image, Devin. <laughs> it was there, it was filmed. We already we know videos? that. Do we have videos of this? I will have some okay. for our viewers now. But not for me. Well, that was great. <laughs> Probably. Or it wasn't. I'm, f- I'm sure I found something. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure you did. My point is, is that uh, through some of these um, visual techniques, what they were able to determine was, is that the object that was in the trailing moved almost like a liquid, not mm. a solid object. So it would like shrink up and then expand and shrink up again as it followed this uh, it moved around this other aircraft. So either this object wasn't solid, but it was a part of a luminous part of the aircraft, or it was a smaller aircraft. And this was like a mothership and UFO situation. Like we've seen many of these pill shaped UFOs um, crossing the sky. And it was just trailing into its positions, moving around the aircraft of the main ship, uh, probably for defensive purposes. In any case, this doesn't sound man-made. Oh, yeah. All right. All the other shit I can, like, I don't know. That one I can agree with. If this is an actual thing that actually happened, I've yet to see video evidence of this. But if what you're describing is a real thing, not a chance in hell it's man-made. No. If what you're describing is factual. Could it be flares 
Doubtful. I don't know. Seems like a lot of people saw it, though. Uh-huh. But would flares stay up in the sky for three hours? No. I don't know how flares work. They usually burn for about 10, 15 minutes at most. They shoot very high in the sky. Yeah, that's They burn, and then they come down. I was more trying to figure out how they would stay in the sky. But, yeah, I didn't even think about how long they would burn for. Probably not long enough. Even if attached to a balloon. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're bringing up some serious shit right there, John. And not to mention it holding its, its uniform shape for that entire amount and the blackness of it. The amount of like star the sky, sky yeah. yeah, that 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 just that in itself is very ominously scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way it could be man-made if what you're describing is true. Now, debatably, this is probably one of the most well-covered-up UFO incidents in modern American history. Oh, they covered it up? Of course. <laughs> Who is they? <laughs> We'll get to that. Oh, yeah? I doubt it. You don't have anything on that, do you? Yeah. Uh, first sighting from Phoenix. Now, this is just around the end of the trip because Phoenix to Tucson is only like, you know, 20 miles at most. Um, it's not even that far. And that's roughly given here. So, Tim Lay and his... Motherfucker. Tim Lay <laughs> and his wife, Bobby, uh, and his son... God damn it. Uh, Hal and grandson, Damien... First saw the lights when they were above Prescott Valley, about 65 miles away from them. Uh, so that's another thing, too. Think about that. You see these lights are so bright. He saw them from 65 miles away in the sky. Yeah, I mean. He's uh, in Phoenix. On, an, on a clear night. Uh-huh. And it's really bright. You should be able to see a light pretty far if, if you have decent vision. You should be able to. I, I think this is beyond. I don't think I could see an airplane's light. From for sixty five well, miles, a, a, a airplane has much smaller lights, like you said. Well, yeah, this thing's half the size of the state. It's that's not what, the size of the state. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like on a clear night, you should be able to see pretty far. I don't know. I think it's it, it's another testament to the size of this aircraft. Uh, at first, the lights appeared to them as five separate and distinct lights in an arc shape. Which now that's interesting. That is interesting because if it is flying flat. How would they see it from that angle from that distance, right? On a dark night, you could see a candle flame flickering up to 30 miles away. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So if you had something large, you could absolutely see it from... So when you're stuck in the woods and It night, all depends on... It all depends. Fire. It, yeah, it all depends on light pollution, right? If you're in the middle of the city... We are talking about modern-day Arizona. There's quite a lot of light pollution Is there. this thing bent to fucking high hell? No. <laughs> Concerning, to say the least, sir. It works. At first, the lights appeared... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Over the next ten or so... <laughs> <laughs> As if uh, so they were in an arc shape as if they were on a top of a balloon. But soon, they realized the lights appeared to be moving towards them. Over the next 10 minutes or so, the lights appeared to come closer. The distance between the lights increased, and they took on the shape of an upside-down V. Interesting. So, so it's no, it's like flying this. like this. Like, like, it looks like an A. Oh, uh, okay. That's a V. It's an A. 
Maybe it was going to L.A. Maybe they were meeting up with another aircraft. Boo. <laughs> L.A., bro. Anyway. <laughs> L.A. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. No. Over, yeah. Uh, eventually, the lights appeared to be only a couple miles away. The eyewitness could make out the shape that looked like a 60-degree carpenter square with the five lights set into it. With one at the front and two on each side, soon the object with the embedded lights appeared to be coming right down the street where they lived, about 100 to 150 feet, 30 to 45 meters above them. Now, 100 to 150 feet is pretty close to the ground. That is extremely low. Yeah, that's pretty close. That's way closer than 30 miles. I was giving it some birthing room, but Jesus Christ. 30 miles. But if this thing is the size they say, something that massive would shake the fucking earth. Yeah, it would. Why didn't it? It was completely silent. All No, view, it all sounded view. like whirling wind earlier. That, was to, that was to that guy. <laughs> but most of the eyewitness accounts, especially the ones from these close-up ones, Said that there was dead silence. They weren't even hearing birds in the sky, nothing. There was no crickets chirping, which, you know, Arizona doesn't really happen anyway. But my point is, it was dead silence. It was an eerie silence. Uh-huh. Um, traveling so slowly that it appeared to hover and was completely silent. The object then seemed to pass over their heads and went through a V opening in the peaks of the mountain range towards uh, the Squall Peak Mountain and toward the direction of Phoenix Sky Harbor International. Witnesses in Glendale, a suburb northwest of Phoenix, saw the object pass overhead at an altitude high enough to become obscure by the thin clouds, and it was approximately between 2030 and 2045 MST. Now, that's interesting. So it is That's military cons- standard time. Yes. They are changing their altitude consistently from these, like all well, these reports. they had to reports. go over mountains. Well, okay. Well, well, there's no the mountain ranges before. I mean, it's after Glendale, Phoenix, Glendale, and everything. Basically, think of the Phoenix rough neighborhood area, that whole part of Phoenix, and then like the surrounding neighborhoods, Glendale, um, Mesa, Tempe, all those areas. It's all in a big old bowl. Uh huh. And then there's mountain ranges surrounding it. They call it the Caldera Rim. Okay. Or just the rim. What? What does that have to do with? What does that have to do with it? Like, because it, 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 if it came into this bowl shape, so that yeah, so about, that's what I'm saying. Then it would have to go back up. That, that makes it traveled sense. this extre- extreme distance over the flat part of land. So it was it was getting data or whatever it was doing really low, really close to the ground, eerily close to the ground, and then oh, it did it was, go. Then it, within seconds or mi- less than miles, even at slow speeds, it just silently was able to go high enough to be in a cloud, like the lowest uh, range of the cloud line. It was a warthog. A ten warthog, bro. That was the official story, right? Those are not silent at all. Yeah, bro. They're they're basically like big gun go. <laughs> yeah, it's flares from a warthog. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see if you have it. How uh, how the government says it's flares, but then those flares. Changed altitude like that. We're about to get into that. Oh yeah, 
Tell me about it. So after Phoenix, a report came from a young man uh, in the Kingman area who stopped his car at a payphone and reported the incident. A uh, young man in route to L.A. called the phone, bo- called from a phone booth to report having seen a large, bizarre cluster of stars moving slowly in the northern sky. That was the very first incident. Now, this is the one I believe is real. Yeah, these other ones are phonies. Yes, this is all cover-ups. These are incidences that I think were created by the government to make it seem like this is a thing that happens happens in this area because we're doing training exercises. No, I completely agree. I saw that angle immediately. I agree with that. Yeah. If the first incident is real, which don't know yet, but if I was the government trying to hide up the first, that's exactly what I'd do. I agree completely. Yeah. So that that brings us to several years later in 2007. More than several years, really. That's, uh, what, 10 years later? Yeah. So a repeat of the lights occurred on February 6, 2007, and was recorded by, here, get this, local Fox News television stations. According to military officials, the Federal Aviation Administration, these were flares dropped by an F-16 aircraft training at Luke Air Force Base. There was a reappearance one year later on April 21st, 2008. Lights were again reported over Phoenix by local residents. These lights appeared to change from square to triangular formations over time. A Valley resident reported that shortly after the lights appeared, three jets were seen heading west in the direction of the lights. And an official Luke Air Force Base denied any U.S. Air Force activity in the area. On April 22nd, of 2008, literally the day after, a, pr- a resident of Phoenix told a newspaper that the lights were nothing more than his neighbor releasing helium balloons with flares attached. This was confirmed by a police helicopter the following day. A Phoenix resident who declined to be identif- identified or interviewed by news reports. And he stated that he had attached flares to helium balloons and released them from his backyard. So we don't know who this guy is. Yeah. He comes out of nowhere and says, oh, no, that was me, man. I'm just lighting flares on fire and sending them up with balloons, man. Which, which just adds to, like, the whole mystery of it. Because then it's like, look, the 2007, it was a, it was a military exercise. Then in 2008, some crackpot does this in his backyard. Or something so the, actually happened, and then they covered it up now, with that story. Well, or, the, or it was the 2007 was legit. It was a training exercise. 2008 was also legit. But both of these events were orchestrated by the government to, to make people realize, like, oh, that thing that happened in the 90s, that literally could have been anything. Because we just had some crackpot do this in his backyard, and we had a training exercise the last year. So who knows what it could have been? Definitely not UFOs. Don't believe that. It doesn't make sense, Devin, at all. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I'm glad you agree with them. <laughs> it makes perfect sense as to why. Actually, I don't understand why they would hide it. That's what I've never understood about any of these cover-ups. I guess just to to hide the embarrassment of you know, the U.S. military. Not having any control? Over our airspace, yeah. So I do have a video for you. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it more than anything, honestly, because I need to... I need to get a look at this thing. So I want to see this video. This isn't the best one I've been able to find. Uh-huh. I will find a better one. You should screen share it with the with the Mac. Uh, I've got a video here. Devin's going to get to see it. Um, 
Now, here's the thing. With the 2008 one, I believe that there is a potential possibility that was also a second real incident. This is at 4.30 p.m. Uh-huh. Like I said, this isn't the greatest video. That's what, 4.30 p.m. We're going to stop uh, our audio recording here at 33 minutes. What's this one over here? Yeah, that one's that one's the one that's giving me pause right now because it's just hanging there. Yeah, I don't understand what that one's doing. <clears throat> but they're designed to stay up in the air for a while. Yeah, the Can we not do that? The fuck is that? Dog whistle? One of the boys with a you can't hear those. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am John Wolf, Devin. Well then why why can I hear it? Hang out with me too much. Now, if they start disappearing from right to left, I'm calling that flares, bro. I could agree with that, but that's not what happens. First one disappeared. See? They're not disappearing out of order. Yeah, but they basically were. Those two showed up basically at the same time. I don't know, John. That looks like it could be flares. Do they come back up? Also, that's, yeah, that's where do they light back up? Well, they, it said that it was up there for three hours. That's two. There's that too. So where'd they go? It's turning direction. Look, this is from another angle. See, they're lighting up again. Yeah, they're lighting up in the same. So this is somebody who is more to the left of where the previous camera was. That seems to me like it definitely could have been flares based on that video right there. Yeah. Off that video alone, possibly, but all the witness accounts, the fact that it traveled for such a long distance, I just don't believe it. Um, but we don't have any evidence of that other than... Imagery of Phoenix Light falls in two categories. Images of the triangular formation scene, 
that we just saw, and images of the Phoenix event. Almost known, all almost all known images are of the second event. However, all known images were produced using a variety of commercially available camcorders and cameras. There are known images, no known images taken by equipment designed for scientific analysis, nor are there any known images taken using high-powered optics or night vision equipment. Surprise, surprise. People weren't just having their fucking Mark II fucking night vision cameras ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Though there are very few known images of the Prescott and Dewey lights, television station KSAZ reported that an individual named Richard Curtis recorded a detailed video that uh, purportedly showed the outline of a spacecraft, but that the video has now been lost. Of course it has. Or seized. Flares. I can't believe. Can you really not? You just saw the video. I can't believe you're actually going to buy the cover story. It it seemed pretty clear to me. Aliens are real, man. I agree. And I wanted this to be true. That doesn't look like real evidence to me. We'll look up some more videos. Right, I got to see more. Um, during the Phoenix event, numerous still photographs and videotapes were made distinctly showing uh, a series of lights appearing at regular intervals, mm-hmm. remaining illuminated for several moments and then going out. These images have been re- repeatedly aired by the documentary television channels, such as History and Discovery Channel, as part of their UFO documentary programs. Uh, The most frequently seen sequence shows what appears to be an arc of lights appearing one by one, then going out one by one. UFO advocates claim that these images show that the lights were some form of running light or other aircraft illumination along the leading edge of a large aircraft, estimated to be as large as a mile in diameter. However, over Phoenix, or hovering over Phoenix, other similar sequences reportedly taken over a period of 30 minutes showing different numbers of lights in a V formation or arrowhead array. Thousands of witnesses throughout Arizona also reported a silent mile wide V or boomerang shaped craft with varying numbers of huge orbs. A significant number of witnesses reported that the craft was silently gliding directing or directly overhead at low altitudes. The first hand witnesses consistently reported that the lights appeared as canisters of swimming light while the underbelly of the craft was undulating like looking through water or maybe a some kind of cloaking sure yeah yeah you know what i'm saying right right okay so that they have to be pretty close to see that with the naked eye or they were seeing shit doubtful (laughs) while the underbelly aircraft was undulating looked like looking through water however skeptics claim devin that the video is evidence that mountains not visible at night particularly obstruct views from certain angles, thereby bolstering the claim that the lights were more distant than UFO advocates claim. UFO advocates uh, Jim Dulloso, Dilloso claimed that to have performed spectral, spectral, bleh, spectral analyses of the photographs and video imagery and that proved the lights could not have been produced by any man-made source. They did spectrograms. We're, we're basing this off of, like, 90s camcorder technology. 
To determine the amount of red, green, and blue in the various photographic and video images and construct histograms of the data, which were then compared to several photographs known to be flares, several sources have pointed out, however, that it is impossible to determine the spectral signature of a light source based solely on a photographic or video imagery as film and electronics inherently alter the spectral signature of light sources by shifting hue into the visible spectrum. And experts in spectrography have dismissed his claims as being significantly invalid. So, in my experience, and in in the opinion of a lot of very, very intelligent people, much more intelligent than me, because let's be honest, got a box of rocks as a brain, but the easiest solution is often the correct one. And this one seems to be very easily explained by flares. You see them come up in, in what would be the tail end of an aircraft moving in that direction, coming out one by one by one, and then going out at roughly the same. There was the one that went out, but then the one that came right before it went out almost immediately right after it. Seems to me like it could be flares for sure based on the video evidence that i've seen but no sound no aircraft but we don't have any proof of that all we have is visual proof that we've just seen well i'm sure there's audio there might be we didn't turn the audio up on that. there's you know what it probably sounds like because it was like 1997 (laughs) i guess so man I just want this to be real. This was one of the ones this, I was so excited about. I want this to be real, too. Because, I mean, I believe in aliens. This doesn't shake my belief in aliens whatsoever, but I don't think this is a good example of it. Well, there was an animer, amateur astronomer um, awake that night mm-hmm. who uh, observed high-altitude lights flying in a formation using a Dobson telescope, giving him a 43X magnification. After observing the lights, he told his mother, who was present at the time, that the lights was attached to an aircraft. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's also this huge debate whether or not they were really high up or really low. Like, would you need a 43 times magnification to look at something really high up in the altitude if it's also low? It's not about the altitude. It's about how far away the lights were from this guy's perspective. There's tons of different reports of them being low, and then there's other reports of them being up really, really high. And I don't know. seems like the witness testimony is kind of... Well, it depends on the area of elevation, I guess. It seems shaky at best. Based on, I mean, if you're on if you're on a high mountain range or something like that, it's going to seem kind of low. I don't believe people ever. Okay, people are liars, uh, or they're confused. I just saw video evidence, and I'm going based on that because assuming that video hasn't been doctored, that's what I'm going after. So the U.S. Air Force explained the second event as slow falling, long burning L U U. Uh, so, lemur uniform, uniform, two bra. So, it'd be interesting to see what flares. those look like in video. You know what I mean? Yes. Just as a comparison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to trusty old YouTube <laughs> where everything exists. Yeah, sure. That almost looks like the same fucking video. 
Definitely not. Much newer. They're loading, they're loading this flare up on a Cessna. <laughs> In case the Cessna has to evade some missiles or something. Unnecessary amount of music. Noise, whatever. Alright, let's see what this thing looks like. This is also in the daytime. We're watching a video of the flare in the daytime. Also, so. this is the m only video I could find. This is the LUU-19. the first video. This is the LUU-19s, not the two Bravos. So this is like the 19th edition of this flare. This is probably the civilian version of it. Okay, that's the canister falling. Mm -hmm. It has ignited, not ignited yet. We're watching a daytime video of probably a civilian version of this flare, and it's much newer video quality, so... That's going to change our, our analysis of this. Can it ignite for the love of God? Whoa. At night, when all you can see is the light? How fast is it dropping? Oh, I see. Pretty fast. So that's the thing. It is that dropping, is though. Thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, the other ones weren't. They Again, were just based there. on the video, but I mean, if you were really, really far away, they might not look like they're changing that much. But also, how long does it burn for? Because those were only up in the air for like what two minutes. Some some of the lights were up for thirty minutes. It's not going to show it. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about based on the video. Again, that that was in the daytime. It was newer footage. I don't know. I don't think that that's a fair comparison. Flares at night. Guess we don't really need audio for flares, do we? No, not really. This is just where me and Devin spiral into a whole new thing. This is what we do. This is we do some some investigation. Okay. That looks exactly like the fucking video we just watched. Put it up on the screen. Wait, no, they're out already. That was it. That's probably civilian versions again. No, this is not. How do you know that? This is the 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 YouTuber is Nellis Spotter. That means they've watched flare launches over at Nellis Air Force Base. That doesn't mean in Arizona, or not Arizona, uh, Nevada. That looks just like the god. Fuck you! But no, no, look, see how fast yeah, they're, they're going, going out. out really, really fast. I'll give really you, fast. I'll give you that. They might have been testing some long burning ones. You know that they have those flares that are designed to like illuminate the ground for like ground forces. They use them a lot in Vietnam. They would launch them off Hueys and they would ignite the. That way, it would light up like the the valley that the the troops were in in order to be able to see the enemy. It could have been that type of flare. That one right there looks like like a missile deterrent. There's a 30-second flare and a 60-second flare that they used I'm in World saying, War II. And I'm going to tell you because you know why? why? Those are available now, and they are for Marine use. They're the red flares. They have red that and white right boss there, flares. That video that we just watched just now looked identical. But they're gone. They're gone, gone. That's the, so your, your only argument is that we don't have flares that burn long enough? That's a really shitty argument. See how fast it goes out, though. No, that's no, here's a bad the thing. argument. That's a bad argument. You did need you, something did more you concrete. See the size of the tube that they In launched the out of the plane. Video? Yes. The, yeah. That was all the powder. So when that burns, that means the flare is out. That mm -hmm. lasted maybe 25 seconds. That other one lasted a lot longer. 25 to 30 seconds. That, but we didn't see it burn out. Yeah, that we was did. all we saw. That in was the it. Video. Not in the first video, we didn't. That looks just like the the light tower Phoenix. That right there. 
Your only but argument. But also, you look. You see the flashing. No, I don't. I don't. I can't see, see it. See that the flashing angle. from the aircraft? I can't see it from the angle. Yeah. You Where? see the flashing from the aircraft as it passes when it's dropping them. See. Spark, spark, spark. Those are those igniting. Spark, spark, spark. Well, we can't see that on ninety on ninety-seven footage. Okay. Well, think about this. This is more modern footage, right? Yeah. So you'd be able to see more. Right. Think about this. Uh-huh. Those are nowhere near as bright. When they zoomed in on this, is the only time you can see those four. Right? So look at the beginning of this again. Right about here. So, plane comes in. Spark, spark, spark. First light. It looks like one thing. Maybe two. They have to zoom in heavily to get that. But from... 15 miles away. Yeah, the other ones were brighter. I'll give you that. Way fucking brighter. Way brighter. To get that amount of luminosity, you would have to have extremely high burning temperatures. <laughs> if it was a flare. That's, that's a much better argument than the, the amount of time they burned. That's a much better argument. I'm I'll saying that, that I'm calculating it at all. I may not be verbalizing it all, but I'm definitely in my mind calculating all the variables on this situation. That looked an awful lot like it. Now, here's a Czech military white illuminating flare parachute. Let's just see how long it burns, because this looks very bright. That's why I'm curious. Yeah, just skip to, the, to where a, they're it's burning. It's a very it. small canister. I like how YouTube has a, a raise in the... That's nice, yeah. The, nice, the area where you want to watch it. That the problem with that one is it's, it's falling flicker, very and fast. it's flickering. The other lights didn't yeah, flicker. Yeah, but that's the again in with how far away the camera was and the technology at the time, you might not have been. That's able the to, flare you're talking that's about. That's the one I was talking about, yeah. But look, it went out already. Like yeah. it was thirty seconds done. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's flares, man. Time Flares is a good try and an explanation, but it's not flares. It looks a lot like what we saw in that footage right there. There's two problems with that and, and I and we're not going to be able to figure it out right this second because we, we don't have time on this episode. We already figured it out. But the only problem that we have saying that this is flares is the ones that we just saw a lot more bright, and they didn't burn as long. Right. But, but to be honest, that's that's not that strong of an argument. It's way easier to say that we have brighter and longer-lasting flares than it is to say that there's a UFO. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot easier to explain it that way. That's probably why it was used as a cover story. That's a fair point. And that's what we have about the Phoenix Lights in Arizona. Tell us what you think by emailing us or going to growmanmediocode.com. You can just comment below. Or comment below specifically. I would love that. (laughs) That would be great. Let us know. Um, And if you're on a listening podcast form uh, on Apple, you can definitely leave comments. Uh, Oh, yeah. You can check those. Um, We can all get them. Do we? We'll, we'll get them. Well, somebody will get them. Anyway, this has been Wolf Takes a Bite. Um, send us messages everywhere yeah, if you want to be heard. Long. That's the best way to do it. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Question everything. Definitely not fucking flares. Hey, yeah. So I, I saw you're having a yard sale because your company's tanking. But uh, <laughs> I was wondering how much these headphones are. I'll tell you what, John. I've got an affiliate link in the description. You can go get yourself a pair, along with microphones and all the other equipment we use. I'm just going to take these.